Welcome to the Attenborough Arts Centre podcast. The Attenborough Arts Centre is still supporting artists in Leicester with space to work, give feedback and grants. So this week I spoke to Tim Neath about his project Cowboys and Aliens, also about how Attenborough Arts Centre has supported him, and also about the role that fun should have in making art. Okay, my name's Tim Neath, I'm a visual artist. Um, Before the lockdown, I'm based, or I was based, and I'm based at Two Queens in Leicester's Cultural Quarter. Um, My work is cardboard, 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 but... Obviously, that's just the start. Um, so I make model miniatures, animations, videos, um, some photog- photography as well. Um, it's all inspired by a film with an unhealthy fixation on the Western. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought that up so so early because the work I know the work <laughs> you're working on currently is Cowboys Invaded. Um, yeah which is from what I've seen that and the updates we've received is this well you can give us probably a better description than I can okay uh so Cowboys Invaded so for for ages I was like I'm not going to watch Cowboys and Aliens I just thought it's a load of rubbish um I saw a trailer thought no and then a few years ago I was like oh let's just let's just watch it because I'm getting to that stage where I'm just like um, let's just watch it, see what it's like. If we don't like it, throw away, that kind of thing. But it stuck with me. Mm. It's just the combination of um, the Western and sci-fi, which is another favourite genre of mine, and how they just it, it just came together. Even before I knew it was a comic book, I was just like, wow. And then it, for some reason, it just stuck with the the implications of um of the Manifest Destiny, which was brought up in the comic book, which I then read to see what I could do, because originally I was going to go down this horrible road of Donald Trump, but I thought, there's too much of that in the world. And then there was a comment made by in one of the the, um, the boards in the, on one of the pages um, saying about Manifest Destiny coming from Native Americans. And it's, it's kind of like the aliens were originally the white men are now actual aliens who have just like pushed everyone into a corner. I just had to play with that further than um, than Hollywood and the comic book did because in those worlds, there has to be, we have to win, Mm. don't we? Have the happy ending, but mine is not happy ending. That's a really interesting take on it then, because I've seen the mm. film and I'll admit that I wasn't blown away, but I wasn't aware that it was a comic either. Because looking at the the work that you produce so far and that's up on your your website, you've you've created a really detailed sort of world already of both Western and some really really high tech scenes going through as well. How yeah. has that been to because you make everything out of cardboard, don't you? How has that been to produce? Because the the detail and the look of it all is does, does not scream cardboard to me. It screams <laughs> like it screams three D printing and it screams plastic and metal. So how how have you done that? <laughs> put it um, through two, what, nearly two years of experimentation. I started off with like this. I wanted to have classic western and classic B movie sci fi, like um, 
oh, what's it called? Um, Day the Earth Stood Still. Yeah. Uh, with the old um, Bernard Herrmann <laughs> sci-fi spinning uh, the um, flying saucers, that kind mm. of aesthetic. But then it just became, I was like, no, I can't do this. It's just too simple. Mm. I mean, it's fun, but I just thought I can do more because the more I was making, the more everything was improving. Mm. So everything has to be balanced, like, skill-wise, visually as well. Like, had to, the cowboy stuff had to match the sci-fi, sci-fi alien stuff. All had to, to meet, and I've got it to a point where it has met. Mm. So... Because it, it was just going to be like also a combination of a bit um, Thunderbirds, you know, um, behind Thunderbird one, mm-hmm. the pool. You've got if you look closely, there's an orange squeezer hidden away. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted that fun aesthetic there, but then it just became no. We've got we've got to come away from that slightly and just use these objects, not just kit bash them, but have a bit more to them because that is the vibe that definitely comes off this is that there is this jerry anderson slight 2000 ad (laughs) vibe to everything and it's it's really really interesting because you it does look like a kit bash even though it is all cardboard and and on your website you've got detailing how you make everything or or in in some detail and and it is staggering to believe that it is cardboard because yeah. of the detail on there, because of the colouring, because of the weathering on it, it looks like steel and plastic and more space aging materials. <laughs> What's that's, that's your? What I thought... Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say that's what a lick of paint does. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's your what's your end goal really with it? Is it is it going to be a series of of scenes? Is it going to be uh, like a small uh, like visual sort of film? I was hoping a, th- a feature length, but I've now I've edited all the scenes together. Mm. At the moment, there's just over 30 minutes. So it's kind of the same length as playing with plastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a few more bits to put in there that I'm going to shoot over the next this week or so. Yeah. And then it should, should be up to maybe 40 minutes. Um, so it'd be, it's going to be a short film. That's really cool then. Because okay, given the, the things and the images that you posted on your website, and you've got these dynamic sets as well, is it... Uh, sorry, I, I'm just kind of a little blown away by that, because for some reason I was expecting in my head it to be a series of sort of dioramas and tableaus. Um, mm. I So is it going to be... I'm going I'm to ask the question again, mainly because you've, you've gobsmacked me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so is it a like an animated... Uh, film than is it? Or is it a series of like shorts? Short film. I kind of, I kind of want to know the plot, but at the same time, I really don't because I'm excited <laughs> to see it. <laughs> How has the? So you're one of the artists at Art Center. We've commissioned and, and given you support and, and money. How has, how has that helped you throughout this project? It's helped me in the last few months because I was at the stage where like, okay, everything's made. I need to animate this thing now, and it you came along. You guys came along at the right time, really, because it's then allowed me before we would like to go home, um, just to keep working at, at home. Mm-hmm. 
um, been able to purchase kits um, and then just crack on animating um, using green screen, which I've not done at all to um, bring in the to have that simulation of um, flying ships. Mm. It's brought everything together. And at the moment, even faster than I'd expected as well. That, that's really nice to, to hear that, <laughs> that that has had that level of, of profound impact. Mm. So how is it that you... Not how is it, that's the wrong question at all. How have you found working on this project? What's like your uh, sort of average day working on it uh i mean when i was at the studio it was um kind of setting myself loose targets of like i want to do so many pieces a day i want to get to this far so if i was building the build doing the town um i wanted to at least make up the physical like so many buildings per day mm-hmm. before i then left so i had like small targets and then i was like that's been a good day. Um, and that's probably about six hours a day at the studio. Um, and then coming back here, it's like, I just like, I don't stop. 10.30 onwards, I'm like, I'm then I'm here, I'm finishing work about six, seven o'clock. So I'm just like, no, but do more, do more, do more. Because I then, I'm in the rhythm of what I start, I want to finish that day. Yeah. The one just builds up. But it's, it's awesome that you've got a project that you're, that emotionally invested in that you you clearly enjoy as well because i've done projects where you go oh do you know what i am fine not doing any tonight (laughs) but it's it's really (laughs) nice to see that someone has got a project that they're they're that invested in and that they clearly enjoy doing yeah that's true so um obviously with everything going on uh regarding the pandemic that must have impacted your work to some level how was, is that? Yeah, go ahead. I was thinking, oh my god, I'm actually going to, be able to complete this thing because um, I was I was wondering, like, I was just wondering. I mean, because my dad is in his seventies, so I was like, am I going to be trapped in the house for the next twelve weeks? Just like because we didn't know at the time what. Because mm. you just go by headlines, thinking, oh, that's me screwed. But then, the more you more you find out. So then I thought with the when it was the early days of this of this outbreak, I thought, um, okay, if we just social distance in the studio, we'll be fine. Thumbs up, let's just keep our distance and everything. But then the death rate slowly cracked. I thought, we're gonna be in lockdown soon. Boris is gonna say, stay home. So over the course of three days I just loaded the car up, brought everything back. Just set up in the garage, shooting work. So it was it was stressful to begin with because it's a whole new setup with working. It's a whole new workplace. Mm. You're having to work with other people that you in a setting that you live with them. You don't work with them, but they've we've come to an understanding of sorts to keep on working. That's good to see because, as I said, other people I've chatted to have had very similar struggles that they've everything they've got is in their studio or mm. they work they they can't work at home due to the size of the piece of art they're working on but it is good yeah. that you have been able to continue going on and, and it's clearly a huge disruption to everything 
yeah. theatre artists, visual artists are trying to do. But the fact that you have been able to carry on is, even though it's yeah. hard, it's really uplifting to see that you and so many other artists have been able to go, no, we're going to finish this and we're going to get it done. <laughs> it's a focus as well, because otherwise you'd go nuts. Yeah, yes, we do. I mean, I've not gone nuts yet. Um, <laughs> how have, because I'm, I'm guessing you're chatting to other artists in Leicester. Mm. How, how have, what's the sort of, what's the atmosphere amongst the Leicester art community currently then? Because we have a view of it, but what is it from, from your side? How's everyone coping? I think it's just keep, just keep going as best you can, mm-hmm. really. I mean, people are just making do. I mean, the the sometimes the buyer supplies and working from home. There's an artist who doesn't live too far from me from the same studio. I mean, he, I think most of his paints are at the studio, so he's just having to improvise. He can't get canvases, so he's just getting um, uh, wood that he's finding on walks, and just painting that, and it looks amazing. So he his practice is changing completely, just out of necessity. Because he's composed to make work like we all are, mm-hmm. but then you've got to adapt. That's actually, again, that's a really positive take on on the events. In that we still want to be creating art, we still will be creating art. It'll just yeah. be new. That's really good. How yeah. has I quite like that? I like the because I I just like the fact that people are carrying on, not carrying on regardless, but to have that compulsion and want and will to continue and get it done. Yeah. You mentioned there the Leicester art scene and a few people in there. How have you? So the Leicester art scene is is going through this cultural renaissance as it, currently. How what's what's been your experience of being an artist working in Leicester, especially with the London London centricity that this country has culturally um I mean, for me, I, i'm i'm kind of on the outskirts of it but i mean mm. the people i know so i'm just very supportive um they'll do anything to help you i mean i'm quite close i mean i've got a good working relationship with kush carly um mm-hmm. i've been um working with her the past year um, with her um art club in beaumont lees i mean i mean she's been very supportive of me I and mean, giving me things to to do opportunities so it's, it's just we just got to keep going and it's yeah. at the moment so because i'm very aware that leicester as as a city is not yet widely known for its its visual arts scene uh, mm. do you think that because it seems to be that, that there is this sort of blossoming the last last five ten years do you mm. think that more and more people will start to take leicester seriously as an art and city um I, I don't know. I don't. I think if we. Do you know what? Could, That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> if, we, if we can carry on, like keeping our output, I mean, we're adapting the best we can. If we, it's that old wartime thing of like keep calm and just carry on, keep making, like I say in every post, and come out the other side. Keep talking to people. It's the best you can do at the moment. Again, it's a, just a nice positive outlook on a really positive outlook on it. Um, so, because you, your work is it's very visual, but also very sculptural, and you're moving into doing video editing mm. and and creating uh, like a half length feature. 
what was it about that type of what was it about what was it about that discipline of art that you jumped on and like caught your imagination so much um I mean, I've always played with cardboard, always. And then when I was at uni, uh, an artist, Matthew Harrison, he basically said, just cardboard's a valid material. I thought, I'm going to play. <laughs> so I've just been exploring it ever since. And then um, second year, I was just watching films um, for inspiration because I, I, I saw the connection between parody and film and in TV. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to see where it all came from. And then the Westerns came in and then I, just, I was just playing. And I'm, you could say I've been playing ever since, really. This isn't work. This is play. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's, uh, that's something that I think more people need to realise about art is that, yes, it can be very, very serious. And, and there is a very, very serious side to art. But at the same time, yeah. it is fun and it's enjoyable yeah. and it's a lot of when people are experimenting with it it is fun and it is silly and it it, it could be a complete uh, non-starter as a project but and then you look back at it and go well that was a waste of time but I had fun and then yeah. you get situations like with yourself where you go oh this is I'm just playing I really enjoy this I can do this yeah. and it steps and it, it's <laughs> it's 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 fun and it's brilliant and more people yeah. should be willing to have fun yeah, because if if you don't enjoy it, then don't do it. That's my, uh, you know. It's a good mantra to have. <laughs> it's a very good mantra to have. Do you going on to that a little bit? Do you think that because because your work is is that more fun? Mm. Do you think it's more accessible for people who accessible for people who say aren't uh, like museum going crowds or aren't gallery going crowds? Yes, that I, yeah, because I mean, I don't, I don't crumb my work with um, theory. I mean, I just, it just, you know, too much of it just switches me off. I'm, my, my brain's not wired that way to think too hard because I want to see the work and get an, an immediate response. And if I read something into it, even better, it's a, it's a great bonus. I, I just take that into my work as well. And then if I can share that with someone, I mean, kids, whenever I, sh- I show a work, they eat it up you know whenever i take the bring the work back sometimes it's damaged because the kids have got too close to it we were speaking last week with a uh, a producer called nigel lovell who produces uh, th- uh interactive theater for kids and he says that that they love getting involved and they're so questioning but they're so willing to accept and and buy into the world that he creates yeah is that is that something that you've you've also found with yourself that the kids just kind of go oh okay it's a little bit silly but i love it and i'm yeah. i'm gonna i'm just gonna accept everything it's because their imagination is raw there's there's no filters like if you talk to a kid of like below 10 it's just like stuff that comes out of their mouth it's like you can't make it up they're, they're just ready and raring to play so am i <laughs> I hope you never lose that ability. It's, <laughs> it's something that is far too easily lost and taught out mm. of people. Um, yeah. Tim, thank you so much for this. I will. Yeah. It's this has been a joy to 
to feel how much you're having fun and how much you are constantly experimenting and playing with what you're doing and that you've and at the end of it you're producing this wonderful homage to things that you love and are fascinated by in a way that will be accessible to so many people yeah thank you and i'm glad that attenborough has been able to to support you through that and and have have helped like at the coming at the right time to help push you over the line as well it's it's been very um much appreciated as well thank you A big thank you there to Tim Neath for his time talking to us. You can find out more about Cowboys and Aliens at Tim Neath's website. I've posted the link in the description below. And that is everything for this edition of the Attenborough Art Centre podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you again in a fortnight's time. Mm-hmm.